<laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Conversations with my cuz. Star Cuzzo Michelle with one L. And her cousin, of course, her cousin, Shay Lachey. And these ladies are out here doing the streaming live on StreamYard with empowerment, elevation, and enlightenment. And I'm telling you, these two ladies are not here to offend nobody. But sometimes, things are just too funny not to talk about. And that's what they're going to do. So please tune in every week, live stream. And if you miss them, you can catch them on their Facebook or any kind of social media page. Or any kind of social media page. <laughs> hey! Welcome. Conversation with my cuz. Starring Shayla Shay. Michelle with one L. And I go by the name of DJ Big Rob. Hey. Hey, hey guys. Welcome, hey guys. Welcome. Welcome. So, as you heard, I am Shayla Shay. And it is me, your girl Michelle with one L. And welcome to another episode of Conversations another with My Cuz. Yes. You, you just never know how we're going to show up from week to week. We <laughs> you don't just never know. <laughs> <laughs> I know welcome. that it is May and, and it is. Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes, it is. Yes. You see, check out my background. This is a very important topic. So we're spending this whole month, and we're going to definitely be bringing up different topics, talking about mental health and things of that nature. I also want to mention that it is also lupus awareness, right? Yes. And then the very funny thing that I told you about May is also Masturbation Month. <laughs> I found that out today that we are supposed to be advocating for masturbation for the well, month of May. Well, so, yes. Who say knew? Sex. That's right. Say sex. sex you can have. That's safe for sex. Absolutely. Who knew? <laughs> I had no idea. But you do know that every day is some kind of something. Yeah, it's every either day. awareness or some they, kind of every day. Yeah, national pick, pickle day. They got all kinds. It's, girl, everything but, is a national something day. Yes, yes, yes. But, but DJ, yes, we didn't say hi to you, DJ. Hey, girl. as yeah. always, thank you for being here with us and for covering us. You know, hey, you know, how are you? You the crew. You the crew. So we conversations. We are so happy with our to cousins. be here. Yes, yeah. guys. And to see all of you, make sure if you hear that you are sharing, that you are subscribing to our YouTube channel, catching us on Twitch, like Instagram, like make it happen. The more people that know, the more we'll be able to share this life-changing information, especially this month, because we got some very, um, not heavy, but a topic that we really need to be um, bringing awareness to and making it a, a normal conversation because... Um, half the world easily is affected by, by mental health. So, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, Shelly Shell, cousin Michelle with one That's L, nice. how you doing? I'm hanging in there, but you know what? We have to give start off our week. Our, you know, it's been a long week, you know? You, you ain't never lied. So we need to, you know, we started off with, you know, um, with our toast. Look, toast lady, to the freaking weekend. Cup home. Okay, awesome, Aww. awesome, awesome. You got a real glass? She got, got a real glass, glass today. You want to hurt your teeth. The one glass. <laughs> so, so I want to toast to, what do I want to toast to? I just want to, to toast to life. And, okay. uh, you know, because there's a lot of people that didn't make it this week, through the week, and Absolutely. they're not here to tell the story. So I just want to toast to life and love. I toast and to life too. One time Life for the love. one time. There it is. So, DJ. Yes, ma'am. DJ Big Raw. What's My new? Buddy. 
What's going on with you? What, 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 oh, how was your week? <laughs> old, new, old or new, right? How's your week? It was, it was, it was a great week. I really can't, you know, call it. But I, you know, I had some concerns because, you know, we had the uh, live cast and everybody drove far away. Then mm-hmm. I wake up the last next Sunday, right? Last Sunday, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I woke up the next morning, and a young lady, she um accidentally kills a cop. Um, she was under the mm-hmm. influence, and uh. You know, it's just, you know, one minute, you know, you, you're doing what you do, you're doing what you love. And then the next, you know, it could, it, you know, it could, you know, really take away. And I remember calling Michelle, yo, you, can you believe that? And yeah, we he sure worried did. about one another on the road. Like, yes, to get home safe. safe yeah, definitely. Side, you know, it was that, late. We were tired and yeah. we did have our little sip. So, right. you know. That and the thing is, though, we were very conscious of what we were doing and not overly drinking, knowing that we had to get on the road. But it's so easy to make that mistake, not eat properly sometimes. Like it's terrible, it's a terrible thing. Not the idea that you would do something that would take the life of someone else. And 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 from when Rashi called me, we you know we I started we started looking at her her podcast because she was doing a podcast before she left out her house, so that's what made it so close to home for us. It was like, dad, you know, that could have been any one of us. Thank God that there wasn't. But either way, and she was what taking them to the head, tossing it back on her podcast, and it just went out and. And some and took a life. And and what was so bad about it was that when she hit the cop, she didn't even know what she did. That's how drunk inebriated she was. She was. Oh, that's a better word. Drunk. I was, I was gonna drunk, say right? I was gonna I was say inebriated, fancy. but my mind and my mouth didn't work t- at the same time <laughs> together. So I didn't want to say the wrong damn thing. You sitting there like I need So I just went with drunk. So that's what right. I went with. Know, drunk is drunk. Yeah, but you know the sad part about all of this, and you know, I you know I really had to pray for the young lady, and right. it was like one of the biggest things with me was is okay, so she took a life by accident. She was talking reckless, and uh, and she was drinking on camera. But not only that, so this is how the rundown I feel came is that okay, she's gonna go to jail. It's it's no way she's gonna right. get out of this from the evidence that they have. They had the video all on. TV already. She has a young son, and I, mm. and I believe he has some kind of issues. So now uh, a son loses his mother, a cop loses his family. That's right. You know, you understand? Yeah. Yes. Family loses a father. So all in total, I think the the officer had two kids and a wife. Wow. So now is one, two, three people involved, and her son, the guy that passed away, and herself. That's almost that's seven people. So. It's wow. Like one thing that you do can change the lives of so many people. So many people. So, you know, and it was, it was a rough preventable. It was, it was preventable. preventable. And that's the thing is that we have a choice whether or not we're going to drink and drive. And that's really where the problem is, is that um, it, it really is no excuse for it. And that's the real, the real right. thing. Like, if you know that that's what you're going to do, you hunker down, you stay in bed, you or you stay at home, you know, oh, you, you take the keys on the couch. Exactly. Right. You sleep in your back seat of your car if you yeah. have to. Absolutely. Take the key out the ignition and get in that back seat and sleep. And like one last thing, I, I really want to shout out NYPD because of all the brutality, all the, the um, shootings and the, the racial things that's been going on. They took this young lady into custody, as far as I seen where um, they took her in. You know, it wasn't a reports that they beat on her. They did anything, and right. it's like so. Whatever they trying to reform out there, just kudos to them because the officers they did lose a coworker, but they still handle her. And to, to me, when I understand, we didn't get no feedback in a respectful manner. Right. Okay. right, as definitely. they should, yeah, as they should, right. And you know, right. I, I'm not gonna say that I played a Russian roulette many a times in, in my day, yeah. younger drinking days. and jumping in the car. We all have, I'm, and I'm shoot, I've been with y'all, so I know <laughs> that there's been plenty of times where we were all together and we all had been drinking, and, and one of us was driving. So, definitely. this is real serious, and we definitely gotta, you know. Right. Be more careful when it comes to that. 
you know, and, and then also as the, the, the people who are friends of the people, make sure they, they yeah. sit their behinds down and don't drive. We can't let them drive like that either. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then we're responsible as well. Yeah. You got to carry that. If something was to happen. Absolutely. So yeah, that's a big deal. And like, I'm praying for the family and praying for the girl. I'm just, it's yeah. just a sad situation. And um, I mean, that's all we can do is really pray. So and self-correct and, and, and self-correct absolutely just, you know spread the word say awareness. it again even though awareness. we already know about drunk driving don't do it you know right just don't and, and just we don't know this is why this is a mental health awareness month and we don't know if she was suffering some some mental health issues we don't know drinking and drinking right and, and that's why this is a great show. could be depression yes. could be depression yeah the subject yeah i have on the show tonight i really i really appreciate it and, yeah you know, with the awareness and everything that goes on. We so, have a great, great person coming on later on, but right. we'll we'll save that for um, the second half to tell you about her and just some of the information that she's going to share. Um, but before we do that, um, I do want to get into our um, Let Me Ask My Cuz segment. And so um, now is the time for our... Let me ask my cuz. Let me ask my cuz. <laughs> I love it. But wait, wait, wait. Before we go into that, we have to shout our chat out. You know, we have to always shout our yes. chat out because they always show us mad love. So we have a bunch of people in the chat. Kenya. Hey, Kenya. Hey, family. Hey, hey Key. Hey, He's Mark. Always there. Yes. Got a, 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 I don't know who Kunta Highsmith is, but his, I'm happy his to name see is Mark. him. <laughs> oh, well, okay, Mark. Change hey. the name. Be who you want to be today. Be whoever you want to be. <laughs> and we got the guy on the couch as always. Yes. He's in, he's in the chat as well. And to all those who may not be commenting, welcome and thank you guys for and tuning just watching. in. Exactly. Yes. Thank you guys. So, okay. yes, cousin. So, first, my question to you, right? It's okay. tight. I discovered my husband's secret addiction. How do I trust again? It's a bit of a long um, question, so okay, I'm gonna I'm ready. give little sweet pauses while I'm reading I'm it. I'm right? ready. So here it is. It says, "I've been with my husband for eight years and love him to the moon and back. However, I recently discovered he has a gambling addiction, a really bad one." He'd always managed our finances, and I only found out there was a problem when we defaulted on our mortgage. It turned out he managed to spend over $250,000 on gambling without me even knowing. After being livid with him, I then realized he has the problems and needs to be helped. We sold our house and have to completely change our lifestyle to pay off our debts. I am also now in charge of all of our money. I would be too. The problem is I'm struggling to trust him after he lied to me for so many years. He seems sorry and says it won't happen again, but how do I know for sure? Can you please advise me on how best to be in a relationship with someone with an addiction. Wow, wow, wow. That's heavy. That's heavy because trust is everything. And once you Agreed. lose trust, it's hard to get that back. So, I mean, of course, we're not therapists or anything like that. We're just speaking from experiences of things in, of that nature. But for me, I feel like in order to get the trust back, he has to be willing and he has to acknowledge his problem. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So if, if his addiction is that bad, then he needs help. And he has to acknowledge that he has to get help because it has to start there. Because if he doesn't get help, then there's no way in the world that they're going to be able to rebuild that, that marriage if he doesn't get help. And just to add to that, because addiction is addiction, right? That right. people sometimes fall back into things. And so even though he says it won't happen again, I feel that things need to be kind of in place to um, help him along to, to mm -hmm. not, you know, do certain things. And you don't want to police your mate to be like, I need a call at 810, but 
you know, gonna have to though. It's a sad state of affairs, but I know that uh, you know, we I used to have to go pick up my stepfather's check. I was with you a couple Friday. times. I know, I know. And that was to prevent a a, a backslide. You know what I mean? Because addiction is addiction. So, um, I think that that has to be put in place as well. Is that they don't mean to, you know, lie and don't mean to you know, deceive you, but it's an addiction and it's a struggle. So, you know, just like anything else, I don't know if they have like 12 step programs for, for gambling, but there's a lot, they you know, do. yeah. So, you know, you got to really kind of get into that and it takes time because you have to not only heal from the addiction, you have to heal the relationship. And I think because that it's broken. a lot. Yeah. It's broken. Mm -hmm. It's broken. But as the wife, she's at, she's going to have to probably police the relationship at some point because especially in the beginning oh she's yeah she's gonna really have to set Probably herself itching. up yeah you know and it's like because the trust that's that trust is gone so every time he walks out the door it's going to be like where is he going so right. he's gonna and have to be willing ten dollars in his pocket and he's gonna have to be willing to do some check-ins Mm -hmm. And some FaceTimes and, you know, and where you're going and where you're at and all of those different things, especially in the beginning. But that's going to take a lot of work. So they're both going to have to be willing to put in that work, because once the trust is gone, the trust is gone. And it's, that's one of the hardest things to get back. I agree. It's one of the hardest things to get back. But you can you can get it back and you do can you, overcome it. Do you think it's therapy? That it takes therapy and that um, type it of absolutely situation. takes therapy. And I believe it's going to take therapy for both of them because at some point she probably was an enabler because sometimes we see things and we don't see them. Because mm. I yeah. mean, I mean, if you're just letting him take care of all the money, I mean, I guess if she's oblivious to nothing, you know, it seems I, like everything is just okay. fine and everything's happy, but that man was taking out another mortgage, $250,000. Right. And where, where was he doing all this gambling from? Cause he wasn't at home. Well, you could gamble on your phone. Now. Yes, you can gamble on your phone. You I have a lotto that. or, um, you know, I don't even know. It's a lottery thing on my phone that keeps sending me messages, but I'm, I won't even spend a dollar. I can't even do it. But so can, can I ask you guys a question? Did yes. You, uh, I don't know. In the letter that y'all got, the thing that concerns me that she didn't know he gambled when she met him. Right. You, you understand? Because yeah. I, I got a, you know, I got a theory where when, you know, from the years that I, I've seen things is that um, people have to be evenly yoked to even be in a relationship. So you have to understand the point of addiction because uh, when you have somebody that has an addiction and you don't have an addiction, a lot of the times you don't even know how to under, you don't even know how to handle that person because mm -hmm. you don't understand the things that they're going through. So did, did you know like kind of did she know he had a gambling issue and maybe that's something that she signed up for and she tried to change it tried to right or she didn't think or it was as bad have, as it was right right she just thought that oh we're going to atlantic city here and there or doing this but then she Playing didn't realize a little it was with my buddies because you know people that have addictions they have a really good way of hiding it yeah, mm -hmm. I'm watching you buy that house with take take your time, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but then you have to be more aware of what's going on in your home. I don't, I don't listen. I don't think anybody should just be sitting there like, even if he's taking care of all the bills. I think you still, as a woman, should know what's going on in your household and in your with, bank account and in your bank account, whether or not you're paying the bills or not. And I think a lot of women right. just kind of relinquish that to the man because he seems to be responsible enough to, and you're not in the street. So he probably did it for a long time. So, but you know, with a house, you could be in foreclosure and, and still be living in that house. True. Five years. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so I do. and he probably at the mailbox, like I gotta get these letters and and, and all this <laughs> at the mailbox. What? The stress, not, it, the stress of it, the stress of hiding it. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's um but it can be repaired. Uh, it's just gonna take a lot of work. He's gonna need some serious therapy. Acknowledgement first, he gotta own it. Yeah. Because does, does he really think does he know he had the problem? Because he might not. Mm -hmm. He ain't that bad. Yeah, you know, that's 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 the that's what they say all the time. Oh, it's not that bad. Agreed. I can stop when I want to. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. and I, I, I hope that things work out for them, but it can be prepared. They just got to put the work in. I hope so, too. All, All right, right, so cousin. All right, well, here yes. we go. Well, um, we're going to turn the table just a little bit, okay? Okay. All right, so I can no longer keep an erection. Oh, oh. That's a little oh. bit. <laughs> How oh. do I get my sex life back? Oh. So here's the question. I've been with my wife for 15 years and I love her a lot. When we first got together, we had a great sex life. It was fun, spontaneous, and satisfying. Then things slowed down as they do, but we still had sex around once a week. Then a few years ago, I started to lose my erection before the deed was done. Then it got so bad that I'd lose it during foreplay. The stress around sex became too much and somewhere along the line, we stopped having it. I can keep an erection and climax when I'm on my own, just not when I'm being intimate with my wife. She's taking it personally and thinks it's because she's fat and old, which she isn't in my eyes. What can I do? Is this normal? And how do I get my sex life back? Well, wow. uh, hmm. I'm gonna let Rache go ahead and take this one. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Yeah, this saying. is a serious question. This is serious. Yes. I was like Arnold. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes. All right, let's hear it, it. From a man's perspective, and, and this is where it gets kind of crazy, is, is that um I don't want to really say I if he could do it on his own, then he doesn't have an issue. So it's, you got to really think about this young, you know, ladies that sometimes uh, it, it could be, it could be anything. It could be something within a young lady and, and, and kudos to him because he's still trying. A lot mm. of men just be like, Oh, hell no. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> no, it ain't me. I know it's her. Shanae up the street told me it's her. But, <laughs> You know, oh God! But, oh like, I, it's, it's kudos to him, but they he need to. Re it's an underlying situation in that. It could be. Uh, it, it could be. You know, sorry to say that. Uh, it it could possibly the 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 weight gain. Maybe they need to go work out together. Um, maybe. What about if, the stress? Right? Because could it right, be the stress? Be wait, wait. Maybe, let, him, okay. let him finish his point. Maybe it's about things that um that are actually going on in a relationship that he's feeling a certain way. And sometimes, uh, uh, especially when it comes to a man, because a man is either I'm all in or I'm all out. It, it's no in between. Oh, you know, we'll do no, it's either I want that or uh, I'll go watch the game. So if you, if you're turned off, if you turned off by whoever it is that you're with, then unfortunately, then it's something that they have to look at in their relationship because he said he's fine on his own. So if he's fine on his own, then it, it, re it really ain't him. But kudos to him because he love her. You know, maybe he need to love him more and try to, you know, really, you know, they got to communicate, find out what it is because I believe it's something that it is that he's turned off. And it could be mentally, not mm. even physically. Definitely. Okay. So it could be a mental thing. It could be a performance thing. It could be a relationship issue. So, but the, the, the okay, I hear him. you. It ain't him. Okay. okay. So, but it, it, the question was, is it normal that that happens and, and how do they get the sex life back? So he needs to have some open conversation with his wife. Maybe they need to introduce some new things in and maybe, and I'll say this, that, Sex and, and intimacy isn't necessarily all wrapped around the act of having sex. And maybe if there's a little bit more of other things to relax the issue, change of scenery and things of that nature, that that might help the situation. Because if you don't have the pressure to perform because you guys have decided that we're going to have an intimacy without penetration, then maybe that would be enough to relax the situation. Yeah, I agree. But then, it, like, but then the question he also says, in the beginning, it was spontaneous and fun and it was satisfying all those different things. But then at some point, things started to slow down. So there's some, a little switch. Something happened within their relationship where sex wasn't as frequent. Now, once a week, it's we're doing it. So something happened. We don't know what happened that 
there was some sort of switch went off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was her or if it was him. Because maybe she maybe she turned off by him too. Yeah, it could be. And and that's what and this is 15 years in a relationship. Right. So things kind of can get very um mundane and and you know routine. No. Right, and, and right, routine. No longer be fun. It's no longer know, fun. But if it's good, it's good. 10, 15, 20, it's good. You, you oh, can't yeah, you can't really say that because <laughs> life has a way of getting in the way of things. Have you know some what I mean? children. They'll, you they'll got some show kids. You, you got, Man, you know, uh, your work saying, schedule man. and things, you know, you're not doing things because in the beginning it's we, oh my God, I'm so in love and I love, I can't, the sight of you is everything. Then it's like, all right, he get on my damn nerves. I hate the way you chew. Um, I had, you know, all you those different that things. Ice start, in that glass <laughs> one more time. I right. cut him. Did you look so, at the comment the young lady said? Hopefully, he isn't stressing him about, about the lack of erection mm. before they start. Mental. So she probably looking at him like, yeah. Here we go see. again. And he like, oh, please let yes. this thing work out. <laughs> please. <laughs> right. Because the mental is everything, especially for a man. Especially for a man. That's a stressor. Absolutely. Sex is but, in the mind before it's in the body anyway. So his question was, is it normal and how does he get his sex life back? Well, first, they have, they, him and his wife need to have some communication and figure out what's going on within their relationship that is, first of all, why aren't we having sex? Because if it's not as frequent as it used to be, now we only having sex once a week. So mm-hmm. let's figure out why that's the problem. You know, right. maybe she did gain some weight. Maybe she doesn't feel attractive or sexy. Exactly. And she doesn't maybe, you know, want to dress up with the things that she, you know, the laundry or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So if she's not feeling good about herself, he's, you know, it's 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 going to affect him too. Yeah, exactly. It could, then she could be in the mirror talking about, oh, I know I'm fat. And they're just kind of downing herself. And it's a lot going on mentally, it sounds like to me. Right. Agreed. It's a lot going on mentally that they have to work on. Agreed. Well, to him that he didn't step out. I yeah, know. he didn't leave and he didn't go that's and cheat. Really so, that's right. That's what you do. That's you the double down. Yeah, you, you, ha- you either you figure it out, work it out, and let's rock out. Or you decide that. We, this ain't gonna work, and we just gonna you go our separate ways. But I hope that if you're married, that that's not what you're doing. You just don't give up that easily, right? You know, seek counseling. I, I mean, seek absolutely seek counseling. Sometimes someone can help you figure out what the trigger is. You could be holding on to something that has you angry with your mate that is preventing you from absolutely. having that level of intimacy, and you don't even address it because you think you've forgiven them, and you really haven't. Absolutely, absolutely. But I don't want to. I don't want to lose our time schedule because we do need right. to take our break and um, get back on with our guests and really delve into our topic about um, addiction and mental health. So, um, DJ. Yes, ma'am. I get a chance to do my thing. Yes, you do. Rock out. Go and do your lot of that thing, my cuz. As we talk about addiction, we're going to ride for a minute. We're just going to cool out. Mellow. Let's go. 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 What's my name? DJ Big Rock. some real stuff tonight. Conversation with my cuz. Here we go.
about the distractions going on elsewhere. Who knows this record though? I keep hearing footsteps, baby, in the dark. Don't forget, every Sunday, Why? 8 to 9 p.m. 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 Oh, I'm gonna keep it mellow. I need y'all to focus tonight. Hey girl, ain't no mystery. At least, as far as I can see, I wanna keep you here, laying next to me, sharing our love between the sheets. After you finish that good one by yourself. What's my name? DJ Big Rock. This is how I be feeling, y'all. Safe sex. Man, you almost made me choke just now. You almost made me choke just now. <laughs> All you want to know how to do it for you is you, right? <laughs> you, you right. And it is National Masturbation Day. Was it a day or month? <laughs> Shay, Shay, I can't hear you. You're muted. It's National <laughs> Masturbation Month. Hey, we're going with the flow. Yeah, we didn't, so we didn't it, make it up. We didn't nope, make it up. We're just adhering to what they put out <laughs> there and say. bringing awareness Absolutely. to that as well. Well, but my welcome back. is to make sure that I get people to relate to the music. So I did. You, I, love you and thank you, I love it. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, DJ Big <laughs> Love you. For those of you who weren't here for the first half of our show, I want to welcome you back. I am Shay Lachey. And I am Michelle with one L. And we are Conversations with My Cuz. This yes, show is are. about mental health because this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And our topic this evening is addiction and mental health. So Yes, it is. So we have a very special guest for you guys today. Um, and I thought it would be fitting to have her on today since we are talking about mental health and addiction today. Um, her name is Stephanie Shelton. She is a licensed master, a licensed social worker. So she is a master in social work. She's a credentialed alcohol and substance abuse counselor. And she is also a CASC ma master counselor. So everyone, welcome to our show, Ms. Stephanie Shelton. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you yes, for inviting thank me. You. Thank you so much. I'm grateful thank for the opportunity. Awesome, can, we, awesome. can we mention to you that we usually take a toast when we have our guests? I don't think we had suggested that you take the toast with us, but um, we usually do. But we I'm going to do it with water if you have. And that's what I have because you know what and, I and do. That's fine. 
I went back to some episodes uh -huh. to make sure that I was going to be nice. So, you know, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Yeah, nice. I'm so, so glad. Appreciate that. Yeah. So we definitely want to toast to you and thank you for being on here yes. on our and show. Bringing awareness to and it. And bringing awareness. Yes. Toast up. So let's get into it and just get into this conversation. And let me just tell you how it stemmed. Like as most conversations, Michelle and I were just on the phone, just talking and we were um, really talking about addiction. And um, then we started just talking about how uh, oftentimes in the, in the black and brown community, addiction is the coping mechanism for mental illnesses. And that oftentimes we don't have the resources, nowhere to go, acknowledge that there is a problem. And instead of getting the help that they need, they turn to coping mechanisms like, mm -hmm. you know, marijuana, alcohol, uh, you know, heavier drugs and things of that nature. And now they're in a situation where they're dealing with two types of situations. They're dealing with the underlying mental health problem. And then they're now dealing with the addiction. And how do you come out of something that deep, right? Because the hole just gets deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And just we got to a point where we was like, we we want to talk to somebody who knows a little bit more right. about it because right. I have family members. I mean, we we have family members. We have mm -hmm. friends that, you know, you, you know people and you know that that person is drunk because all the time because when we were kids they were dealing with a mental issue and right. it never got dealt with mm -hmm. you know right. so um yeah just so we wanted to just hear your point of view get some some insight and maybe mm -hmm. help someone that you know is watching or listening mm -hmm. absolutely so you know addiction and mental health is a co-occurring disorder because mm -hmm. that's what they are they they are both treatable they're both mm -hmm. considered a disease. It's the mm -hmm. disease model. It's, it's not right. a moral deficiency. It, you know, a person is not uh, just messed up, you know, mm -hmm. because of this. And I think in our communities, in the black and brown community, we are taught or early on what happens in the household stays in the household. Indeed. You know, that is like our motto. Yes. So then we grow up and then you ask us to go and sit on somebody's couch or in a group or, you know, in somebody's office yes. and tell the business when it's already right. ingrained in us that what happens in this household stays in this household. Right. And, you know, I think it's important also to know that the time frame between a person exhibiting their first symptom and them actually seeking treatment is 11 mm. years. Wow. Mm. 11 years. And I think a lot of people don't know that. So wow. what have you been doing for 11 years to cope? Right. right. If I have anxiety, I'm rolling me up a spliff. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm rolling me a blunt. Yes. Yeah. I'm getting some something to drink and taking it straight to the head because right. this is what I know to do because all I know is that I feel uncomfortable. Right. And if I, and I mention have no one to tell it to, no right. one, because if you mention therapy in the black community, what you're we weak. hear is crazy. You're crazy, and you're and weak, and you're weak. Absolutely. You know, so then we don't we don't seek those things out that you know could be very beneficial to us. So now you have a person self medicating for eleven years. So by wow. the time we get to therapy. You know, right. the is there, it's out of control. And then you factor into that, that when you look into the mental health field, only 2% of us are persons of color. Mm. Right. Oh. How and, do and, you ooh. go to your oppressor ooh. to talk about being oppressed? Mm. How you do you go to the colonizer something. to talk to them about post-traumatic slave syndrome you, you don't they can't relate you to don't it. they right. can't relate to it right so you don't so you now you suffer in silence right right and you know what i know that to be true even in looking at research for for these shows because this is our topic for the month 
Do you know that I have yet to find a male therapist? Mm -hmm. Have you found one? It's, it's hard. No, I've been looking. I've been mm -hmm. looking. Mm -hmm. All female. So it's harder for men, too, because a lot yes. of men don't want to talk to women. Right. Right. They Absolutely. Talk to their peers. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's and another that's, topic we're going to be talking about, too, black men in therapy. So that's coming up right. in a couple of weeks. So sure. Um, but then also, I want to add or I want to touch on the fact that a lot of times people don't think that marijuana is a drug. It's a drug. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's the drug that, oh, it's the fun drug. Right. Right. You know, and it's not I'm not addicted to marijuana. Mm -hmm. Who gets addicted to marijuana? Right. So then smoke all day, all day, and every night. day and every night. Day. Right. And, and if there is not an identified problem, then why are you smoking? What, what right. is wrong with just mm. being your, your natural self? Right. You know, because some people say, right. oh, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling, you know, with the crew. But anything that brings you outside of your normal and natural self, anything that removes those inhibitions and right. uh, creates in your mind your own Superman or Superwoman, there's a situation there. Mm, and, and, and we're not saying that it has to be anything horrific. You right. know, there is trauma just in living in certain communities where you're always dodging bullets. When right. little baby just got shot seven times, right. when you watch somebody get murdered and it's on tape and people walk away from that. Ain't nobody charged. You, mm. you know, we're walking around with natural stresses. Absolutely. Every day, all day. Every and day, all day. Every day, all day. And, you know, these things begin to build up, they begin to grow and, you know, turn into something where we feel like we cannot function unless we have something. And I mean, right. that's right down to the person who comes home after a hard day of work every evening and says, I'm going to have my glass of wine. Yes. It's providing something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's providing something, you know, yeah. so it's a matter of just teaching people because this is a learned behavior. So this Indeed is about, is. this is about teaching somebody how to do something differently to relieve those stresses. And, you know, for me, I think in the black and brown communities and something that is important to me, we need to do therapy and healing differently. Mm. We are a people of dance. We are a people of spirit. We are yes. a people of song. We are a people of the written word and poetry. Yes. And I believe that in the black and brown community, what needs to take place is the transition from trauma to healing. And then if you feel like you want to go see a therapist, traditional, knock yourself out. But we that. have to shed all of those layers of grief, of loss, I'm not good enough. I'm too black. My nose is too wide. My lips are too thick. Mm. You, you know? And yes, that, yes. We have to heal because we've been taught that. We've been taught that we're ugly. We've been taught that our hips and our big butts are an atrocity. And right. now everybody paying to have their lips and their booties and their breasts filled up to look Absolutely. like Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's beauty in who we are, you it know, sure but is. we have to heal from that and we can dance that out. We can sing that out. We could drum that out. We can write that out. We can shout that out. We all can do it. all of that because that's what we do. And it's what we do naturally is right. what we were born to do, you know? And, and I think it has a lot. What you're saying is we need to tell somebody, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That whole mm -hmm. Even in the household and when, when it says what happens in the house stays in the house, because I don't know a black family that hasn't had that said, right? Mm -hmm. that we weren't taught that at a very young age, mm -hmm. but with even with your children, when they are dealing with things, because sometimes you 12 and 13 and you got things going on and you're not even telling your parents that we're not acknowledging mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that the children have issues. You know, you hear, oh, we didn't have ADHD when I was growing up, but somehow it's prevalent now. Um, it's more about maybe we didn't recognize it then. 
and that right. the way that we deal with those things and the, and the shame and trying mm-hmm. to not share um, things that we feel could be an embarrassment to the family ultimately causes detriments in a household in the long mm-hmm. run. And so it begins mm-hmm. with maybe having a voice to that and, and taking the shame and the stigma away from mental illness and, and the, the need for mental health to say, it's okay to acknowledge I have anxiety mm-hmm. and I'm afraid right. and mm-hmm. I'm hearing voices or, you know, whatever the situation may be, I can't concentrate. I'm not sleeping something to say, I need help mm-hmm. and being right. able to say that first is, is part of how to deal with the issue before it becomes 11 years of self-medicating. And now we're dealing with the duo. Right. You know, to, right. Hand, to start the conversation. And this is why I, I love the fact that we were doing this is mm-hmm. we need to start talking about it. We need to start it, talking it affects, about it. I don't know a family that's not affected. Right. You know, one of the, I looked at, um, your episode, I think it was from January when you guys were starting out the new year. And I'm going to tell you what uh, resonated with me. So Michelle, you said that for 2020, the word was alignment. Yes. Right. And then uh, Lachey said that her 2021 word was vulnerability. Yes. Mm -hmm. When we begin to align with our own truth, when we begin to align with our own spirit and our voice and what our voice represents and the power in our voice, even when it's whispered, we don't always have to be loud and out there. Yes, We can whisper truth, but that takes a level of vulnerability. And in this season, in this time, it is imperative that we become vulnerable and yes. put it out there. I am hearing voices. No, I'm not able to sleep. Yes, I am filled with anxiety. I am afraid. I feel different. I look different. But finding that safe space in order to do it, because you know, we can also be pretty judgmental too. Yes. We can be pretty opinionated. Talk too. about it. You know? Oh. Say it anyway. Talk about right, it. Right, right. That's Say why I said, it anyway. even if it has to be whispered, yes. the action in and of itself of getting it out there is where the freedom lies. Yes. You know, Somebody's going to hear you. Freedom. Exactly. Somebody's going to hear exactly. you. Exactly. Somebody is going to hear you. Somebody is going to respond to it. And I believe the more we say it, the better we get at it. And then we begin to say it with purpose. I always tell people, if I'm going to cry, I'm never going to cry for nothing. I'm going to cry with purpose. I'm going to cry with an end in sight. I'm going to cry until I get to the other side, knowing that I'm going to get there. And that's what mental health and addiction is about, getting to the other side. Absolutely. So how do we transition and get there? We support one another. We support one another. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you another question. When you have a duo situation like that, what do you treat first? Do you treat the mental health problem or do you treat the addiction problem? Well, that's where licensing comes in because you're going to do an assessment. Okay. And you're going to do a, a background history on the individual and you will begin to just based on the assessment, the evaluation, you can determine if mental health issues were prevalent, were there mm-hmm. any signs early on and was the addiction based on the level of self-medication? And, you know, like with uh, diagnoses like schizophrenia, that right. happens mostly in males and you don't see that until the age of 26. Mm, right, mm. right, older, yeah. You know, right, that's when that begins mm-hmm. to happen. Like other things like anxiety and depression happen at an earlier age, but things like 
uh, schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder, those are breaks that happen later on in life. So a person could have been using prior to being diagnosed with yes. that particular diagnosis. Wow. Yes. You know, so it's just wow. a matter of evaluation and assessment that right. is going to determine that. That's why we don't say things like, oh, he's bad, just beat him. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's our go-to. Yeah, yeah my Ross, mother, my mother used to always say, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. When I say to kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. they're not bad. They're, right. The things that they're doing might be bad, but they're not right. bad. You don't tell them that they're bad. But do you, and I think a lot of times we don't realize it. Children right. want to please us. They want to live up to our uh, identification of who they are. So when you constantly tell a child, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, they want to please you. They want to live mm. up to the label that mm. you've given them because my mama gave me this label. So I'm going to be bad because uh, my mother's right. Whoa. Words, language. Wow. The language, yes. Yes, All of that. words and language. Yeah, so you, I, I, do, I do have a question, though. One, well, mm-hmm. a question that was just sent to me. Um, why do they focus more on addiction and recovery instead of the mental health part of it? I think that was kind of on the same lines of what Shay had, yeah, had, had well, asked. Okay, so just like I'm going to use the example when a person is having auditory hallucinations, right, where they're mm-hmm. hearing voices, you prescribe medication. Right. It's not going to heal the mental illness, but it will decrease the symptoms. Okay. So that the person can talk about what is going on. I can't mm. talk to you if Timmy and Mary and Jane right, and Alma right. are all talking to me too. Right. So medication is prescribed to decrease those symptoms so that you can talk. So with mental health, if a person is actively using and addicted to something, you have to address the addiction. Addiction first. First. To get to right. the mental health, it's that the makes same sense. Concept mm, mm, that okay. makes sense. Yes, that makes that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because if they're wow. still wanting to go out there and use, you're not going to be able to do anything with them. Or if you come in to see me and you high off weed or you I high off crack right, or whatever, I can't get nothing. I'm through talking to, you. to your alter ego. At, I'm not talking. Absolutely, I'm not talking. Right. right. That's yeah. right. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. That is absolutely yeah. right. Wow. Ooh, this was some. This was powerful to me. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that we um, we talked about it. We have some people in the chat that um, mentioned um, bipolar in women. Do you find that that's a, a something that uh, affects women more than men? Like, are there mental illnesses that that we suffer with differently? Well, anxiety uh, anxiety affects women more than men. But I would Mm -hmm. say bipolar disorder, uh, schizophrenia, major depressive disorder are, I'm going to say about even, it's not that much of a disparity, but anxiety is huge in women. Right. You know, we're we're raising families. We're we're, we're the caregivers. We're the primary caregiver, even if there are, you know, both mom and dad in the household because we're nurturers. We see, we feel, we connect on a level that is, you know, a little deeper, you know, we're responsible, you know, for things. So the anxiety, you know, I I think, uh, unfortunately, we take a lot of responsibility for how our children turn out. Yes. That, did that, I yes, nurture them enough? Did we I do. love them enough? Was I there enough? Should, should I have been working and not been home when they got home? We take on, you know, a lot of stuff. And so feel guilty and too. responsible. Yes. Yeah. I know I yeah. did. I feel very yeah. guilty. Yeah. We've had those conversations, me and you mm-hmm. both. We've yeah, we try to talk each other off the roof. But yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, like girl, it wasn't you. I it saw was. it. I saw it. It wasn't you. Did the you. best you could. You did the best you could. Yes, yes, yes. Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and we take on everything. We take on every problem that's in the household. We take it on. Right. We take, take on awesome. every problem that's in the community. In the community. That's on our yes. block. That's on our block. You, you know, we, we take that. And even if we're not responding to it in a physical manner, we see things and we absorb. We're like huge sponges, 
You know, yes. we're just taking in everything. When we walk through the street and, and see a mother roughing up her child and we take yes. that in and say, oh, she should have just picked them up and hugged them. Uh, yes. and, and, and then we carry yes. that with us for a few hours. And then we see the homeless person on the street and be like, my God, what happened? And but for the grace of God, that Big could one. be me. Yes. So we take yeah. that on. We're huge sponges. And, yeah. you, and you think you just go home and say, okay, that's done. Mm -mm. I know I am. This is why I don't I mean, engage yeah. everything. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. like TV. There's <laughs> a lot of things I've removed from my life yeah. in an effort to mm -hmm. decrease my anxiety. I yes. really have. Me too. Me I, too. I have a question for Absolutely. you, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. For any of our listeners or viewers that are watching this who are dealing with such a duo of mental illness and addiction, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them to um, kind of deal with it, to, to fix the problem, the steps? What's first? Like, well, what should I, they do? Well, I always say seek help. And I always recommend like the hotline numbers because mm -hmm. on the hotline, you don't have to have health insurance. You don't have to have right. any of those things to talk to a person. Because I think a lot of times too, that is what keeps us away. I don't mm -hmm. have health insurance. Uh, I don't have resources in my community. You know, right. like there's no mental health program in my community. So, you know, like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline mm -hmm. is, is huge. You know, yes. it's 24 hours. You can talk to people and the people will stay on the line for as long as you need and are able to direct you to other and services. You can text with them as well. You don't yes, even have you to can. call, right? Mm -hmm. There's a crisis text line where you can just text because some people don't want to talk. They right, want right. to remain anonymous, which is their right. So you can just text, you know, back and forth. And then uh, Oasis, which is the Office of Alcohol and Substance Abuse Services, they have a hotline also. It is 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK where mm -hmm. you can call and speak to somebody if you know who might be able to talk you down from the ledge and right. you won't be able to use right you, we are you know? providing some of those um mm -hmm. numbers at the end Great. of the show, show. so we yes. do have those that will be mm -hmm. um providing for people but um seeking help and and i love that about calling the suicide hotline because yeah. you don't necessarily have to be suicidal you need to want to talk to somebody, somebody. and, and they can direct you further and it's mm -hmm. free right yes. to just get yes. on the line and be able mm -hmm. to just have that vulnerable moment to say, mm -hmm. I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get away from this thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And and that is a definite, um, wonderful way of being able to do that. Um, but, but before we, I know we, you know, we have a part of the show where we ask all of our guests their personal affirmation. But before we go to that part, as what do we do for those family members that we might know that are in denial, you know, because mm -hmm. we can't, you know, if they don't own it, you know, right. There's not much that we can do. So it's like, what, what can we do if mm -hmm. anything? Well, there is a great program. It's the national association for mental illness, which their whole focus is on the family. It's not even on the individual. Hmm. It's NAMI for short. And yes. they are I've able to, yes, and they are able to, you're able to talk to people. You will find other people that are going through the same thing that you are going through. And family counseling is extremely important. It doesn't start off with the family as a whole. Sometimes you have mm -hmm. to do it individually to get people to come together as a family. But the mm -hmm. family, getting to know the family dynamics is crucial. Yes. When, when, because it's a family disease, not meaning that everybody has a diagnosis, but the person who has the diagnosis, the family is impacted by the mm -hmm. diagnosis. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. And just to address one of our viewers that asked about what about the kids? What about mm -hmm. the kids? Um, we are actually going to have a show that is going to be geared towards younger people and mental illness and yes. ways of seeking help. Um, in this month. And so um, I just encourage you to continue to watch us. Um, we come on every Sunday at eight. This whole month will be about mental health, uh, health except for uh, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day right. which is going to be a lighter and fun show that we'll right. be talking mm -hmm. about um, just the, the, the power of motherhood, right? So Absolutely. we're going to be talking about that. Um, 
So yeah, we will definitely address that. I, I can't thank you enough for um, your wisdom and, and your willingness to come here and um, pour into our, yes. our viewers and, and, and our viewers they just got the questions yes. coming i tell you <laughs> they yes. got the questions coming but i love it i love it mm -hmm. because you know what some of our people would need help and we yeah, want right. to help them and simon mm -hmm. just asked what are the telltale signs of depression and how can we help how can we help them is that i think that's what he's trying to say there yeah. i'm sorry mm -hmm. all right so let me start off with there's a, a huge difference between feeling sad and depression. Mm -hmm. Depression, it has to be ongoing for a minimum of two weeks. The person not getting out of bed, not eating, mm -hmm. not being mm -hmm. able to sleep. If I am just like out of it for two or three days, I'm not necessarily depressed. Okay. I'm just feeling okay. sad. I'm just feeling wiped out about something. Like depression has an onset of two weeks of consistently not eating just staying in the bed and sleeping all the time losing weight gaining mm. weight you know uh becoming very fearful about everything and not right. wanting to go out mm. those are the early signs of depression wow okay yeah. I, I didn't even know that mm -hmm. you know how many times either. i've said i'm depressed yeah you yeah. know and, and i would just a day or two i just was you know like eh, i just don't feel like yeah. being bothered but i call it depression i'm gonna start calling you it sadness depressed. I weren't. The, I wasn't depressed. Well, that's good to know depressed. because yeah. I don't want to be. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> that's good to know. That I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were so, sad. I yeah. just was going through something yeah. at, in the moment. Right. Yeah. It happens. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. And to in know. those cases, I think it's the same thing. Getting on the phone, maybe calling the hotline. Right. And um, you are my hotline. I know. But I'm saying when you <laughs> when you call me next time, Michelle, I'm going three way to the suicide hotline and be like, I'm on the phone with my cousin. She's been in the bed for two weeks, and we got to talk this thing well, through because I don't it know what to do. Far. I don't think it'll get that far but because people who suffer people from who depression, are suffering, yes. right? Really, yeah. like like Stephanie said, who really are suffering from depression, mm -hmm. to help your family members, sometimes you can call and you can talk to someone to ask mm -hmm. them how to help your family yes. member. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it don't it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. You just have to not have the answers and need to seek them out. And right. so, in those ways, those hotlines are useful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. so this is a great show. And Stephanie, I thank you so much. We're going to have to bring thank you, you so on much again. For having me. Oh my God, this was amazing. <laughs> this was powerful too. The things that you said, I'm going to have to watch the show again because you know, while we're doing the show, you don't get everything. Yeah. So I'm go back and watch it again. <laughs> um, but before we, you know, before you go, we ask all our guests, um, what is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or entertains? Okay, so what I'm holding on to now is I will not apologize for loving myself. Mm. I won't apologize for saying no. That's right. I, I won't that. apologize for That's saying right. not today. I won't right. apologize for saying, you know what? I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. That's right. Mm -hmm. I will not apologize for, uh, I'm not cleaning anything in the house today. Unapologetic. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will not apologize <laughs> for loving myself and taking care of me. That's right. Yeah. For oh so long, God, I, love that. I just did and did and did and did because of expectations. And right. what are you going to think of me if I don't? I, I love that. It doesn't matter. I use, I use the hashtag today, <laughs> self-love matters. Mm -hmm. That's right. I use that hashtag yes. today. So I just love that you said that. Me yes. too. And, and wait, I have awesome. to shout out Joyce, your sister, whom I love, my buddy. Mm -hmm. Thank you for connecting us with Stephanie. You are yes. much appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, she is amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and we love you. We love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And hopefully and, um, we'll have you on the show soon. Yes. Again. Yes. Stay in touch and we'll stay connected Yes, with of you. course. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you again. You Thank are welcome. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, I feel was amazing. Okay. That was such I a powerful. You hear what I'm saying? I hope that, that our viewers 
had an opportunity to get something um, from that and that we've spoken to someone who needed to hear it today. Cause that's what it really is all about is speaking to someone about, um, you know, issues that we don't talk about right in that way. So absolutely. Um, one of the things that I know we wanted to do before we end the show is to um, provide some resources. And so um, and we will do that. do that before, you know, mm -hmm. we have to, I have to give my quote and we also have Absolutely. to let everybody know where they can find us. You guys, we say it every week. We have conversations with my cuz on all social media platforms, IG, Facebook, uh, YouTube. We're on tw Twitch. Twitch. We're, yes, Twitch. Spotify. We're on Spotify, our radio. Um, and if you want to reach out to us for our Let Me Ask My Cuz segment, you can reach us at conversationswithmycuz at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your questions. We send us will, your questions. We'll do our best. You know, we're not professionals, but you will get our From our experiences. Opinion. Yeah, <laughs> right. we absolutely will. We absolutely will from yes. our experiences. And um, so next, next Sunday, our show is going to be about Mother's Day. We're still going to have a show. We're going to have a great show. We want to celebrate mothers, um, yours, mine, you know, just the, the beauty of it. So come, come to us for that. And then um, right back into this mental health thing. So absolutely, um, we will definitely be able to see you next Sunday. And before we go, you guys know that I always have a quote at the end of the show. So that quote is, the humanity we all share is more important than the mental illness we may not. Peace and love, guys. And don't go away right away. We're going to have some information up for you guys. If anybody needs help or if anybody just... Just take the information down, screenshot it or whatever for someone you need to else do. Even. For someone else, pass it along. So, guys, we love you. See you next week. See you next Sunday. Peace and love. Absolutely.